Hare Krishna. Welcome to this episode of Chaitanya Charitamrita. In this session, we will start to read about the glories of Lord Nityananda from chapter 5 of the Adalila of Chaitanya Charitamrita. This chapter is based upon the five verses in the first 14 verses of Chaitanya Charitamrita which glorify Lord Nityananda. And those five verses, um, actually the first verse is the principal verse and the rest four are expansions of the first verse. So that's the subject of this entire chapter and also a couple of uh, pastimes of Lord Nityananda. Stating the importance of Lord Nityananda is stated in this chapter. The whole chapter is about 235 verses long of which we will not be able to complete the entire thing. Um, we will be uh, reading the first few verses of this chapter in this session. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Ajnanati Mirandhasya Jnananjana Shalakaya Chakshurun Militam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Shri Chaitanya Manobhishtam Sthapitam Yena Bhutale Svayam Rupa Kadamahyam Dadati Svapadantikam Vandeham Shri Guru Shri Yutapadakamalam Shri Gurun Vaishnavamscha Shri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahagana Raghunathanvitam Tamsajivam Sadvaitam Savadhutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishakhanvitamscha He Krishna Karuna Sindho Dinabandho Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostute Tapta Kanchana Gaurangi Radhe Vrindavaneshwari Vrishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Hari Priye Vanchakalpatarubhyascha Kripa Sindhubhya Evacha Patitanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namon Namaha Namaom Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prishthaya Bhutale Srimate Bhakti Vedanta Swaminitinamine Namaste Saraswati Deve Gauravani Pracharine Nirvishesha Sunyavadi Paschatya Deshatarine Jaya Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shri Vasadi Gaurabhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare So Gaurnitai Bhagavan ki jai, Nityananda Ram ki jai. So, in fact, we are chanting these verses, Prabhu Nityananda, of course, Prabhu Nityananda is here in the Panchadatva Mantra, but also in the Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. This Rama, Prabhupada said, refers to Balaram, and Nityananda Prabhu is actually Balaram himself. So, this mantra is also for Chaitanya Gaurnitai, and also, of course, Radha Krishna and uh, Balaram. So, in this way, these mantras are there. So, today we will be learning the significance or beginning to learn, begin to learn about the significance of Lord Nityananda. Because, of course, there are so many pastimes of Lord Nityananda. We are not going to, go, going to go into the pastimes, but his constitutional position, understanding his tattva, Nityananda, um, constitutional position of Lord Nityananda and how he expands himself. That is the subject of this chapter. 
Now about the pastimes, there are many pastimes in the Chaitanya Charitamrita and also Chaitanya Bhagavat. But there is also a book called uh, Sri Nityananda Charitamrita. Nityananda Charitamrita. Which is not translated by Srila Prabhupada. I think which was written by yeah, Vrindavan Das Thakur. So that book also contains, that book is fully about the life of Lord Nityananda. So, <coughs> I do not know the entire, I mean, all the pastimes of Lord Nityananda that are revealed in those books. I have not read that book, Nityananda Charitamrita. Um, as you know, my memory with stories is a little poor. <laughs> Even from the pastimes of um, <coughs> Chaitanya Charitamrita, I remember few. And if I remember, I mean, if I read them again or hear them again, then I remember a little more like that. So anyway, this uh, there is one pastime, actually two pastimes in this chapter of Nityananda Prabhu. Um, actually, one pastime. One is another pastime of uh, relating to the devotee of Lord Nityananda. But the most part of this chapter is about the position of Lord Nityananda. Who is not Lord Nityananda? Because it is very easy to. Uh, neglect the position of Lord Nityananda and that exactly is the part of, is the story that is mentioned in the end of this chapter. The Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami is the author of Chaitanya Charitamrita. Now his brother was the one who um, had a lot of faith in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu but only a very dim glimmer of faith in Lord Nityananda and because of that he fell down. So we can't go to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu without the mercy of Lord Nityananda Prabhu. Uh, therefore, we, it is very prudent for us to understand the position of Lord Nityananda Prabhu. So, this is the principal verse 1.7 of Adalila, and 8, 9, 10, 11 are those four verses explain this verse only. This is the principal verse. Sankarshana karana to yashai garbhodashai chapayobdhishai so if we can uh, chant word by word sankarshana please repeat after me sankarshanaha karana toya shayi garbha uda shayi Payaha Abdhi Shai Sheshaha Cha Yasya Amsha Kalaha Saha Nityananda Akya Ramaha Sharanam Mama Astu So please repeat after me line by line. Sankarshanah karana toya shayi Garbhoda shayi chapayobdhi shayi Sheshascha yasyam shakalahasanitya Nandakharamaha Sharanam Mamastu.
so word to word sankarshanah mahasankarshan in the spiritual sky now who is this mahasankarshan we will learn later on in the chapter karana toya shayi karano dakshaya vishnu who lies in the causal ocean karana means cause toya means water shayi means one who lies down shayanam means to sleep shayi means one who sleeps so the lord sleeps in the yoga when he sleeps it's not like our sleep when we sleep we don't know absolutely who we are we are completely lost unconscious but um the lord when he sleeps it's called yoga nidra it's not like our sleep in fact he creates the entire material world in his sleep creative sleep yoga nidra garbhodashayi garbha udashayi garbhodakashay vishnu who lies in the garbhodaka ocean of the universe uh, i should have prepared some uh, picture i don't know if i can show it here um let's see okay here i hope i can Mm, no this this one but you know this is i don't know how much you can see it but see here the words are not very clearly visible but it's all right just to get an idea of what is going on you see this is the spiritual wo- okay let's see from where we are first we are right at this earth here i don't know if you can see the earth it's not very good quality picture but just will do for this presentation you see the earth there so that earth here that is where we are and that is within this one universe as it is stated here one universe this is the universe that we are in and in this universe the earth is in the middle planetary system and above there are seven planetary systems um bhuvarloka ours is bhuloka then there is bhuvarloka swargaloka janaloka mahaloka tapaloka satyaloka and in the satyaloka is highest planetary system where lord brahma is and below the earth are tala atala sut uh, vitala tala tala atala vitala sutala rasatala talatala patal so these are the seven planetary systems below so this is uh, the entire universe now in this universe whatever we see the planetary systems is actually mm, this is actually not complete accurate description accurate representation because half of the universe is filled with water okay that is called garbhoda 
garbha means womb a womb a garbha means a place where it is very very dark pitch black pitch dark so that is garbha so the womb is like that and this universe is also like that outside the universe is the unlimited brahma jyoti the light that is you see you can hear you can on the top you can see the word brahma jyoti that is the unlimited effulgence of the body of krishna okay but because this uh, universe is like a tight shell it is a garbha so within this everything is very dark and therefore we need the sun to light it up and all the planetary systems the 14 planetary systems when we say systems it's not 14 planets no planetary systems so there are many planets in one planetary system yeah so like that there are 14 planetary systems millions of planets in that all that is only in the upper half of the universe the lower half is filled with the water called garbhoda and in that he sleeps the not mahavishnu garbhoda kshaya vishnu now mahavishnu is the one you see beyond this you see in this within this one universe there is a garbhodaka ocean in the in, at the bottom and there is a vishnu form lying on this uh, multi hooded snake shesha so there that is garbhodaka shaya vishnu now there is another vishnu beyond this universe in the in the at the top here this vishnu he is mahavishnu karanodaka shaya vishnu karanatoya shayi this is the one he is so gigantic that from the um pores of his uh, body we get sweat but from his pores universes come out when he exhales multitude innumerable universes come out and our universe is only one when we're talking about universe don't uh, think it is um there don't think it is um a constellation or a solar system no or galaxy no all that is within this one universe universe as a whole you see multiple universes are there you see so innumerable and all those emanate from the karanodaka shaya vishnu there is a first vishnu and then there is the garbhodaka shaya vishnu and then there is a planet called shweta dweepa i don't know if you can see it here i don't think i can see it here there is a planet within the universe called shweta dweepa there is a shirodaka shaya vishnu and that shirodaka shaya vishnu enters into every single atom of the material creation and every single and all our hearts as paramatma so this karana ocean you see here karana ocean that is karana means the cause the causal ocean from there mahavishnu in the gigantic form um creates these universes and in each universe he enters again as garbhodaka shaya vishnu and then as shirodaka shaya vishnu he expands into paramatma and he enters into every single atom of creation now this is all the material world beyond that is the brahma jyoti in fact even the causal ocean is the part of the it's a spiritual water beyond that is the brahma jyoti uh, the unlimited effulgence and there is a kailash the lord sadashiva stays there and then there is the haridham which is vaikuntha which has innumerable vaikuntha planets all those stars in the pink and blue you know red and blue sides all these these are actually vaikuntha planets and each vaikuntha planet is so big that it is bigger than all the material universes innumerable material universes combined each vaikuntha planet 
and unlimited vaikuntha planets are there like that and highest there is the as you can see this lotus flower that is the golok vrindavan and golok vrindavan is so vast that it is so big that all the vaikuntha planets put together the golok vrindavan is bigger than that bigger than all of them put together so big golok vrindavan and each vaikuntha planet is as, is bigger than all the material universes combined now you just imagine what is the scale of this whole existence hmm? <clears throat> so yeah shweta dweep there is shweta dweep in this universe also and there is shweta dweep in the golok vrindavan also virendra is saying shweta dweep he is in the golok golok vrindavan also okay so that is like a rough idea of what we are talking about here so here in this today's verse it is said that this karanodukshay vishnu who is creating innumerable universes and in each universe he is entering as this um, garbhodukshay vishnu and in every single atom he is entering as kshiradukshay vishnu all of them are portions or plenary portion uh, portions of plenary portions of lord nityananda that is the that is what this shloka is saying and sankarshana sankarshana means um aakarshan means attraction sankarshan means one who can completely attract everyone of course krishna is sankarshan in that sense but there is a sankarshan expansion of krishna uh, which is balram and then after that from him comes mahasankarshan and from mahasankarshan comes um karanodukshay vishnu of this material world and when the lord expands himself like that in innumerable forms when he descends into this material world he is called an avatar one who descends avatar means not some nowadays avatar in english is used like a costume or a, you know like a what is that what is your social media avatar you know like they they use avatar in a different way but avatar actually means one who descends that is the actual meaning of the sanskrit word avatar avatar means one who ascends avatar means one who descends so one who descends from the spiritual energy spiritual world to the material world he is called avatar and of course we also descended from the spiritual world but we are not called avatar because we fell down falling down and coming down is two different things <laughs> if somebody walks down the staircase climbs down the staircase that's different from falling down the staircase understand so the lord comes on his own accord to help us if somebody falls down the staircase you may go rush down to help him so although you also given down but you you are not the same as the person who has fallen down right i mean a very crude example but you get the idea so we have fallen down here and he has come to help us here so that's the difference sankarshanah karana to yashai garbhodashai cha payobdhishai ಶೇಷಶ್ಚಯಸ್ಯಾಂಶಕಲಾಹಸನಿತ್ಯಾಂಶಕಲಾಹಸನಿತ್ಯಾಂಶಕಲಾಹಸನಿತ್ಯಾ
Abdhi means ocean. Shai means one who lies down. So, um, he is lying down on the Ananta Sesh. Uh, and um, he is called Kshira Udaka Shai. Kshira means milk. Udaka means ocean. Shai means um, one who lies down. So, Payobdhi Shai is Kshira Udaka Shai Vishnu. Who resides in the ocean of milk. So, where is his ocean of milk? What kind of ocean is this? I mean, where is milk ocean? So, there are many oceans in this universe. Now, what we know is salt water ocean. So, there are seven kinds of oceans. There is salt water oceans. There is sugar water oceans. There are liquor oceans, milk oceans. Um, there is a yogurt ocean. Then there is uh, five, right? What else? I have missed out. Honey. I think the honey is one more. And something else. So, seven oceans are there. Or, yeah, clear water. Clear, fresh water ocean. So, what we experience in this plan on this planet is salt water ocean. Hmm. So, there are many kinds of... So, in the... Now, this planet, if we go out, it looks like blue. Because of um, uh, the water. But, that's why we may call it a blue planet. But, Shvetadvip means... This Payobdhi, Payobdhi, this milk ocean is in the planet called Shweta Dweep. Shweta means white, Dweep means island or planet also. So the white planet, the white planet is the, the Lord's planet, completely white. And because white is white because of the milk ocean. And on that milk ocean, there is this huge mountain like serpent, uh, Anantasesh. And on the hoods, uh, I mean on the body of that. Um, um, snake who is actually the expansion of the Lord he lies down that's a Karanadukashaya um, Vishnu so Sankarshan exists in the Vaikuntha planets and Karanadukashaya Vishnu Garbhodukashaya Vishnu and Kshiradukashaya Vishnu that means Karanadukashaya Garbhodashaya Payobdhishaya exist in the material world and Sheshaha Sheshaha Sheshashchayasyamsha so Shesha also is a, in the material world so all these different expansions of the Lord are nothing but portions or portions of plenary portions of the of Lord Nityananda. So just imagine what is the position of Lord Nityananda. Although he has come among human beings, um, but his position is so exalted. Uh, he has that's why we should not mistake him for an ordinary living entity. He will fall down. So, translation, May Shri Nityanandaram be the object of my constant remembrance. Sankarshan, Sheshanag and the Vishnus who lie on the Karana Ocean, Garbha Ocean and Ocean of Milk are his plenary portions and the portions of his plenary portions. Hmm. So, this verse will be explained in the um, fifth chapter. This is the chapter, the glories of Lord Nityananda Balaram. So he is also called Lord uh, Nityananda Ram, because he's uh, that's why you see here Nityananda Kirama Prapad Samamastu Sharanam Mamastu. If you have seen, you see. Nityananda Kherama Sharanam Mamastu Nityananda Rama. So, in the next four verses also, it will be 
యూజ్డ్ శ్రీ నిత్యానంద రామం సో హీస్ ఆల్సో కాల్ నిత్యానంద రామ్ బికాస్ హీస్ బలరామ్ సమ్మరీ సో విల్ రీడ్ ద సమ్మరీ ఫస్ట్ అండ్ దెన్ వర్స్ బై వర్స్ బై వర్స్ వీ విల్ రీడ్ దిస్ చాప్టర్ this chapter is chiefly devoted to describing the essential nature of and glories of shri nityananda prabhu lord shri krishna is the absolute personality of godhead and his first expansion in a form of past form for pastimes is shri balram now until now we have uh, read about chaitanya mahaprabhu and his six features vande guru nisha bhaktan ishan nisha avatarakan tat prakasham satat shakti krishna chaitanya samgyakam so there is a lord chaitanya and six forms as gurus devotees incarnations expansions uh, energies so like that and krishna chaitanya himself and then we read about okay the second verse is about how chaitanya and nityananda came together as the sun and the moon then we <coughs> from the third verse all the way to the sixth verse 3 4 5 6 four verses are about his uh first of all chaitanya mahaprabhu's position the third verse fourth verse is about his external reason why he came to you know anarpita charim chirat karunaya vatirna kalau uh, he came to uh, broadcast the hari krishna mahamantra the sankirtan movement and then the next two verses fifth and sixth state his confidential reason which is to understand shrimati radharani and her love to taste her love so that is the confidential reason of chaitanya so we have in six verses we have read so much about chaitanya mahaprabhu now is nityananda prabhu we are starting to read about lord nityananda prabhu's position so nityananda prabhu um is balaram so balaram's uh, function is that he assists in the pastimes of krishna he assists so that's his position he is called servitor godhead he is a servitor so master godhead is krishna servitor godhead is balram and he is also the master of all gurus he is the adi guru then anyway, we will read the summary first and then we'll read the verses so understand this lord shri krishna is the absolute personality of godhead and his first expansion in a form for past times is shri balram okay first expansion of krishna is balram beyond the limitation of this material world is the spiritual sky paravyoma which has many spiritual planets we have seen the map right just now the supreme of which is called krishna loka or golok vrindavan okay krishna loka the abode of krishna has three divisions which are known as dwaraka mathura gokul in that abode the personality of god had expands himself into four planetary portions krishna balaram pradyumna the transcendental cupid and aniruddha they are known as the original quadruple form so these quadruple forms exist in the golok vrindavan or krishna loka not in the vaikuntha krishna loka krishna balaram pradyumna aniruddha the transcendental cupid so this cupid is not this uh, material cupid which denotes lust the transcendental cupid pradyumna denotes love of godhead yeah they are known as the original quadruple forms in krishna loka is a transcendental place known as shweta dweep or vrindavan 
below krishna loka in the spiritual sky are the vaikuntha planets um, on each vaikuntha planet a four-handed narayana expanded from the first quadruple manifestation is present so in each of the innumerable vaikuntha planets there are there is a narayan and that narayan is coming from expanded from where from the original quadruple form especially from the sankarshan of the original which is balram the personality of godhead known as sri balram in krishna loka is the original sankarshan attracting deity attracting deity so sankarshan so in sanskrit the word sam is used for complete like tosha um, tosha means um, happiness santosha the sum prefix sum is used and together with tosha becomes santosha means completely happy see that so in this way um, <clears throat> so akarshan means uh, attraction sankarshan means the complete attraction so he is absolutely attracting there so there is nothing like krishna the word krishna also means the all attractive so sankarshan also means that attracting deity and from this sankarshan expands another sankarshan called maha sankarshan so the second sankarshan is called maha sankarshan from so he is expanding and expanding and expanding and expanding like this advaitam achyutam anadi ananta roopam adyam purana purusham navayavanam cha so he is although one personality of godhead but he expands himself into many many unlimited numbers of personalities of godhead so from that sankarshan which is original sankarshan balaram the second sankarshan comes maha sankarshan who resides in one of the vaikuntha planets by his internal potency maha sankarshan maintains the transcendental existence of all the planets in the spiritual sky where all the living beings are eternally liberated souls so maha sankarshan maintains the entire spiritual world with its innumerable spiritual planets and all the uh souls there are eternally liberated souls and we are here in the material world are eternally conditioned souls the influence of the material energy is conspicuous there by its absence so it's absolutely not there the, the material world material energy on those planets the second quadruple manifestation is present what is the quadruple vasudev sankarshan pradyumna aniruddha this is called quadruples so this quadruple manifestation quadruple expansion so on those planets the second quadruple manifestation are present and in fact they are also uh, from i don't know if you remember the expansions in the first chapter from the i think 65th verse of the first chapter of adilila you know the <coughs> how um, from vasudev there are three expansions sankarshan there's three expansions aniruddha pradyumna aniruddha so in this way there are many many expansions yeah and each have their names also outside of the vaikuntha planets is the impersonal manifestation of shri krishna which is known as brahma loka or is also called um, brahma jyoti on the other side of brahma loka is the spiritual karana samudra or ka- causal ocean the material energy exists on the other side of the causal ocean without touching it in the causal ocean is mahavishnu the original purusha expansion from sankarshan mahavishnu places his glance over the material energy and by reflection of his transcendental body he amalgamates himself within the material elements 
as the source of the material elements the material energy is known as pradhana okay and as the source of the manifestations of the material energy it is known as maya so pradhana is when the source of the material elements what are the elements of material material elements eight in number what are they भूमिराप अनलो वायुर्खमनो बुद्धिरेवचा अहंकारमितियम्मे भिन्ना प्रकृतिरष्टधा These are the eight material elements. Bhagavad Gita chapter seven text four. Earth, water, fire, air, ether, mind, intelligence, and false ego. All together, these eight constitute my separated material energies. So these are the energies. As a source of the material elements, material energy is known as pradhana. and as a source of the manifestations of the material energy it is known as maya what is this manifestations of material energy now we know this eight earth water fire air ether now combinations of these elements which bring about all the variety that we see in this universe they are called manifestations for example earth mixed with water put in the fire becomes a brick and with mm, thousands of such bricks we can make a building so you see it's a manifestation of the elements the ingredients of it so in the ingrediential state it is called pradhana this material energy and when these ingredients um interact with one another they cannot interact on their own because material nature is dull just like to make a brick to make a building not that some earth and water mix and fall into fire and then becomes brick and then all the bricks just stack up and stack Uh, by themselves and then uh, paint themselves and then make up a building no it needs living entity the para prakriti the individual souls one soul or many souls together ultimately of course under the direction of the supreme soul mayadhyakshena prakriti suyate sacharacharam so krishna says under my direction this material energy is working so they um, with the interactions of these elements there are so many manifestations like the other day i told you um like our body when it is dead i mean it's always dead but when we actually so called die then this body is sometimes buried sometimes burnt whatever suppose it when is buried it mixes into the earth right it mixes into the elements so at that time we call it earth we don't and the dead body has no value but when the ingredients come together and form these different parts of the body now we call one part as liver one part as gall bladder one part as lungs one part as you know bones brain muscles fat mucus bile urine stool um blood so many tendons we call it so many names stomach each organ has its name so they have all these names because of the it is manifestation of the elements into a particular shape and form with a particular function and according to the function they have names so as a source of the material elements the material energy is known as pradhana and as a source of the manifestations of the material energy it is known as maya but material nature is inert in that she has no independent power to do anything she is empowered to make the cosmic manifestation by the glance of mahavishnu so by the glance of mahavishnu he impregnates sa aikshata sa asrjata the vedas confirm this point so he impregnates the maya with just by sight 
अंगानियकलेन्द्रियवृत्तिमती पश्यती पाति कलयती चिरम जगंती सो द लॉर्ड कैन द ब्रह्म संहिता दिस वर्स इज द ही कैन डू वन एक्शन विथ एनी अदर सेंस लाइक ही कैन इम्प्रेग्नेट विथ विथ हिज आईज वी नीड जेनेटल्स टू इम्प्रेग्नेट ही कैन डू इट विथ आईज ही कैन डू इट विथ एनी एनी एंड ही कैन ईट विथ हिज इयर्स ही कैन हियर विथ हिज लेग्स ही कैन वॉक विथ हिज हेयर एनी थिंग इज पॉसिबल सो each sense can do the activity of every other sense of his body it's not limited like ours our each of the senses are, with our eyes we can see with our nose we can smell but he can smell with his hand we can smell with his mind he can do anything that is omnipotence omnipotence means like sometimes they say oh how you can say god can have a form now we have a very limited understanding of what form is so therefore we understand that oh if lord has a limited form oh that is not good he should have he should be unlimited but we don't understand that even in the small, when he was a baby he killed putana how did he do that and he has unlimited power even if even if he is like an atom anoraniyan mahatomahiyan he is smaller than the atom at the same time he is bigger than the entire universe you see so his the, his power does not diminish with his size and he can accept any size like he came as vamana vamana means dwarf how can the supreme lord be dwarf what is this deformed body what is this he may say but the lord can do anything and even being a dwarf he conquered the entire universe in two steps a third step is no place to put finally balimara said you put on my head third step so dwarf what kind of dwarf he can conquer the entire universe well, now even the biggest person in this even brahma also cannot do that that kind of dwarf so his power is never diminished by size and not only power never diminished but his body is also unlimited it can do anything every part of his body is as powerful as any any other part hmm. and there's no difference between his soul and his body it's the same his soul is his body we have the difference soul and body need is enough she is empowered to make uh, the cosmic manifestation by the glance of mahavishnu therefore the material energy is not the original cause of the material manifestation rather the transcendental glance of mahavishnu over material nature produces that cosmic manifestation mahavishnu again enters every universe as the reservoir of all living entities garbhodakshaya vishnu from garbhodakshaya vishnu expands kshirodakshaya vishnu the super soul of every living entity garbhodakshaya vishnu also has his own vaikuntha planet in every universe you see garbhodakshaya Vishnu has also has his own vaikuntha planet in every universe um, where he lives as a super soul or the supreme controller of the universe garbhodakshaya vishnu reclines in the midst of the watery portion of the universe and generates the first living creature of the universe brahma you know how how right i think if you go back to that picture you see it's a very terrible quality but you see from this garbhodakshaya vishnu if you see from the from his navel there is a stem that is coming out 
and the stem you know all the way is going up and then there's this lotus and lord brahma is there on that lotus that red part you see that is actually the lotus on which brahma is sitting <coughs> that's what happens when you take a very uh, low resolution picture okay anyway so the brahma is born from that lotus flower which comes from the navel of lord vishnu garbhodakshaya vishnu the imaginary universal form is a partial manifestation of garbhodakshaya vishnu the universal form is imaginary of course he can show it to he showed it to arjuna but actually otherwise it's imaginary to it is there universal form is there to give the impersonalists an idea of personality even by looking at the impersonal universe on the vaikuntha planet in every universe is an ocean of milk and within that ocean is an island called shvetadweep where lord vishnu lives Therefore this chapter describes two shvetadweeps one in the abode of krishna and the other in the ocean of milk in every universe the shvetadweep in the abode of krishna is identical with vrindavan dham which is the place where krishna appears himself to display his loving pastimes in the shvetadweep within every universe is a shesha form of godhead who serves vishnu by assuming the form of his umbrella slippers couch pillows garments residence sacred thread throne and so on now you try to understand this shesha shesha form uh which is another expansion of nityananda prabhu he serves the lord with all the paraphernalia that is there you see the slippers of the lord the umbrella of the lord couch the pillows garments now in this world all these things are uh, non living things it's like material things right they don't have life our slippers don't have life they can't talk they can't show hey why are you stepping on me they can't say but the lord slippers are living entities the lord's cloth are, is living the couch of the lord is living the pillows of the lord is living and all these are expansion of the shesha incarnation of the lord which is again who is again the expansion of balaram who is na, who no, none other than lord nityananda so the garments residence sacred thread is also a person everything about krishna is a person his flute is a person his uh, bow is a person his chakra is a person no like that garments residence sacred thread throne and so on in the spiritual world there is nothing that is not living every single dust particle is a, is a person every stone is a person chintamani prakarasad masukalpa vriksha um kalpavriksha means desire tree all of them are living dead thing is only to be found in this material world mm. so reading on lord baladev in krishna loka is nityananda prabhu therefore nityananda prabhu is the original sankarshan and maha sankarshan and his expansions as the purushas in the universes are plenary expansions of nityananda prabhu remember maha sankarshan is the second sankarshan so mahasankarshan and his expansions as the purushas that means karanadukshay vishnu garbhodukshay vishnu kshirodukshay vishnu and sheshavatar or all, all are his plenary expansions nitananda prabhu's plenary expansions 
in this chapter the author has described the history of his leaving home uh, this is the past time so after explaining the position of nityananda prabhu he explains a past time uh, uh, an incident of his own life which highlights again the position of nityananda prabhu hmm. in this chapter the author has described the history of his leaving home for a personal pilgrimage to vrindavan and his achieving all success there in this description it is revealed that the author's original paternal home and birthplace were in the district of katwa in the village of jhamatpur which is near naihati i think this is in bangladesh if i'm not wrong i'm not very sure or maybe west bengal i don't know exactly krishnadas kaviraj's brother invited shri meenaketan ramdas a great devotee of lord nityananda to his home but a priest named gunarnav mishra did not receive him well and krishnadas kaviraj goswami's brother not recognizing the glories of lord nityananda also took sides with the priest Hmm. Therefore, Ramdas, that means Minketan Ramdas, became sorry, broke his flute, and went away. This was a great disaster for the brother of Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami, because after that he fell down. But on that very night, Lord Nityananda Prabhu himself graced Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami in a dream and ordered him to leave on the next day for Vrindavan. So this is the summary of the chapter. Now. we will actually get to the first verse of the chapter vande nanta adbhut aishwaryam shri nityanandam ishwaram yasya chaya tat swarupam agnena api nirupyate let me offer my obeisances to lord shri nityananda the supreme personality of godhead whose opulence is wonderful and unlimited by his will even a fool can understand his identity so this is krishna das kaviraj goswami's signature way of starting a chapter he will always um uh start a, start the chapter like summarizing the entire chapter or invocation glorifying um, the subject matter of the chapter so in this in this chapter the subject matter is nityananda prabhu so he is he composes a sanskrit verse for the start starting verse and then he of course <coughs> says his signature verse for every chapter which is jaya jaya shri chaitanya jaya nityananda jaya dvaita chandra jaya gaura bhakta vrinda so this is the usual verse for every chapter second verse will be always this usually i think only the first chapter is a little bit different so anyway this way he he starts his chapter and then he starts off the whole explanation all glories to shri nityananda prabhu sorry shri chaitanya mahaprabhu all glories to lord nityananda all glories to advaita acharya and all glories to all the devotees of lord chaitanya mahaprabhu eshat shloke kahilo krishna chaitanya mahima pancha shloke kahi nityananda tatva seema I have described the glory of Sri Krishna Chaitanya in six verses. Now, in five verses, I shall describe the glory of Lord Nityananda. Sarva avatari Krishna swayam Bhagavan, tahar advitiya deha Sri Balaram. The supreme personality of Godhead Krishna is the fountainhead of all incarnations. Lord Balaram is his second body. Purport. Lord Sri Krishna, the absolute personality of Godhead, is the primeval Lord. 
the original form of godhead and his first expansion is shri balaram the personality of godhead can expand himself in innumerable forms the forms that have unlimited potency are called swamsha and forms that have limited potencies the living entities are called vibhinnamsha so we can come under vibhinnamsha expansion of the lord we have very very limited potencies एकईस्वूप दोहे भिन्न मात्रकाय आद्यकाय व्यूह कृष्ण लीला रसहाय दीज टू आर वन एंड द सेम आइडेंटिटी दे डिफर ओनली इन फॉर्म इनफैक्ट इन द फर्स्ट चैप्टर ऑफ द आदि लीला इट इज डिस्क्राइब्ड द ओनली डिफरेंस बिटवीन कृष्ण एंड बलराम इज देयर कलर इन द बॉडी फीचर्स द ओनली डिफरेंस इज देयर कलर कृष्णा इज ब्लू डार्क ब्लू कलर विच इज नॉट फाउंड इन दिस वर्ल्ड समटाइम्स approximated to black or sometimes blue but actually it's somewhere in between and uh balram's color is white that's the difference of both of them lord balram is the first bodily expansion of krishna and he assists in lord krishna's transcendental pastimes so you see his function is he assists the lord in his transcendental pastimes balram purport balram is a swamsha expansion of the lord and therefore there is no difference in potency between krishna and balram the only difference is in their bodily structure as the first expansion of godhead balram is a chief deity among the first quadruple forms and he is the foremost assistant of shri krishna in his transcendental activities you know sometimes is um, serial mahabharat serial krishna is one handsome person is played the role of krishna is played by some handsome person and the one who plays as balram will be some middle aged uh, fat bellied person with a mustache and you know <laughs> no balram is as as handsome as krishna <laughs> so and they're both navayovanam not like you know one is very youthful krishna is like youthful and smart and you know handsome looking and, and balram is some you know some fat slob <laughs> but this series depicting like that i have seen i have got discussed what kind of depiction of balram is this you know some uh, it doesn't no effulgence no tejas in his face nothing like this like a you know drunk fellow who is coming to act like that. i mean it's <laughs> they treat balram as some secondary not so important he is very important he is the first expansion of krishna even the mahavishnu whom people usually you know vishnu puran you know mahavishnu is the main and balram is actually source of even mahavishnu what to speak of any other thing so this navayovanam this always youthful this is applicable to all personalities of godhead all expansions of krishna vishnu balram sankarshan everybody all are navayovanam advaitam achyutam anadi anantarupam adyam purana purusham navayovanam cha all are navayovanam anantarupam As the first expansion of Godhead, Balram is the chief deity among the first quadruple, and he is the foremost assistant of Sri Krishna in his transcendental activities. Shri Krishna Navadvipe Sri Chaitanya Chandra Shri Balram Sange Sri Nityananda. That original Lord Krishna appeared in Navadvipe as Lord Chaitanya, and Balram appeared with him as Lord Nityananda. Then today's verse. I mean the first one dot seven of Adilila. संकर्षण कारण तो यशाई गर्भोदशाई च पयोधिशाई 
who have the same i think we have seen the meaning right the other day look up what is the meaning unconditional full ab- unqualified absolute so that means he's as powerful as okay. all his portions when we say portion which is like you know some some part like fragmental part no when it's a plenary portion full so when you take a portion out of something in this material world the remaining portion remains right like if you um if you have 100 dollars and if you take 20 dollars out of it you have 80 dollars remaining um but if you take 100 dollars out of the 100 dollars 0 dollars remain but plenary portion is very unique to the phrase plenary portion in material sense it would have been an oxymoron an oxymoron is where mm, actually of oxymoron still has meaning two opposing words put together but they actually carry a meaning like deafening silence deafening is usually is too noisy but deafening silence is is too opposite but it has meaning but in the material world plenary portion does not hold meaning because when you take out plenary plenary means full when you take a full portion out of something nothing remains here but in the case of the lord when you take krishna from krishna still krishna remains you see so um that way plenary portions unlimited plenary portions can come but still he'll be krishna so this material mathematics don't work in spiritual world hmm <coughs> purport shri swarup damodar goswami has recorded this verse oh wow swarup damodar goswami has recorded this verse in his diary to offer his respectful obeisances to lord nityananda prabhu this verse also appears as the seventh of the first 14 verses of shri chaitanya charitamrita just imagine how what kind of scholarly uh, this thing they have first of all shri swarup damodar goswami has recorded this as a glorification of nityananda prabhu but then Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami is has memorized all these verses and he's quoting them whenever he wants them see what kind of a rich knowledge of course the pure devotees and especially empowered but you see so we should at least of course we cannot imitate them but we should learn some verses very important this verse also uh, appears as the seventh of the first 14 verses of chaitanya charitamrita shai balaram goshai mula sankarshan पंचरूपरी 
Balaram, as Balaram, he helps in the pastimes of Krishna and the four other forms, he does the work of creation in this material world. And also in the spiritual world, the maintenance, there's no creation there, but there's maintenance or, or existence, basically. That is taken off, taken care of by Mahasankarshan. Srishtyadika sevatara agnyara palan sheshrupe kore krishner vividha sevan he executes the order of orders of lord krishna in the work of creation and in the form of lord shesha he serves krishna in various ways purport according to expert opinion balaram as the chief of the original quadruple forms is also the original sankarshan balaram the first expansion of krishna expands himself in five forms one mahasankarshan two karana karanabdhishai four uh, sorry three garbhod garbhodakashai four kshirodakashai and five shesha shesha means the sheshanag these five plenary portions are responsible for both the spiritual and material cosmic manifestations actually many months ago somebody asked me this question whether lord balram is shesha or ananta or you know like so all is answered here because balram only he expands himself into all these forms so sometimes they are used interchangeably ananta is used for shesha is used for balram is used for lakshman like this but because non different because all coming from balram these five plenary portions are responsible for both the spiritual and material cosmic manifestation now if you see these five plenary portions plenary portions means again as we know full portions they are full expansion it's not like they are diminished in any any sense equally powerful as balram in these five forms lord balram assists lord krishna in his activities the first four of these forms are responsible for the cosmic manifestations whereas shesha is responsible for personal service to the lord so as you know mahavishnu uh, garbhodakashai kshirodakashai um, they are maintaining the material world and mahasankarshan is maintaining the spiritual world whereas shesha he serves the lord hmm. by becoming his pillows by becoming his bed by becoming his clothes by becoming his, you know flute everything um shesha is also is called ananta or unlimited because he assists the person, personality of godhead in his unlimited expansions by performing an unlimited variety of services uh he can adequately do all service now we how much ever service we do is not is inadequate right but whatever he does is adequate and that's why he is called shesha because he has reached the end shesha means end he has reached the end of serving the lord Hmm? that means he can completely serve the lord adequately whatever the lord wants hmm. shri balram is a servitor godhead who serves lord krishna in all affairs of existence and knowledge lord nityananda prabhu who is the same servitor godhead balram performs the same service to lord gauranga by constant association in fact in the chaitanya charitamrita there is a um, incident where lord nityananda prabhu was asked by chaitanya mahaprabhu to in fact nityananda prabhu was wanting to stay in jagannath puri with lord chaitanya but chaitanya mahaprabhu asked him no 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 you don't stay with me 
you go to bengal and preach the sankirtan movement so he executed the order of chaitanya mahaprabhu sarvarupe aswadaye krishna sevananda shay balaram gaura sange nityananda in all the forms he tastes the transcendental bliss of serving krishna that same balaram is lord nityananda the companion of lord gaurasundar सप्तम श्लोक अर्थ कौरीचारे श्लोक जाते निनंद तत्व जाने सर्वलोके आई हैव एक्सप्लेन द सेवेंथ वर्स इन फोर सब्सिक्वेंट वर्सेस बाय दीज वर्सेस ऑल द वर्ल्ड कैन नो द ट्रूथ अबाउट लॉर्ड नित्यानंद सो वी कैन नो अबाउट द नित्यानंद तत्व तत्व व्हाट इज हिज पोजीशन व्हाट इज हिज स्पेसिफिक पोजीशन लाइक इन इन द एंटायर ग्रैंड स्कीम ऑफ थिंग्स वेयर व्हाट इज हिज फंक्शन This is the eighth verse of the first chapter of Adalila, or the second verse describing Nityananda Prabhu out of the five. Maya ti te vyapi vai kunthalo ke purnaishvariye Shri Chaturvyuha Madhye Rupam yasyod bhati sankarshanakhyam. tam shri nityananda ramam prapadye now you see the order now if you remember the seventh verse we will go back to the seventh verse you see sankarshana karana toyashai garbhodashai Payobdhishai and of course the five shesha. Um, Sankarshana is uh, actually this verse, this eighth verse, is about Sankarshana. Then the next verse, ninth verse is about Karana Toyashai, the Mahavishnu, and then the next verse, tenth verse is about Garbhodhishai, eleventh verse is about Payobdhishai. So that's how he expanded the other verses from this verse. Okay, so this Sankarshana is what the eighth verse is about. Let's go back. अनिरुद्धुमेस full opulences and resides in vaikuntha loka far beyond the material creation so purnaishvariye all six opulences are fully present in him purport this is a verse from shri sarod damodar goswami's diary again it appears as the eighth of the first 14 verses of shri chaitanya charitamrita um what is the time Okay. Actually, I have done like a kind of um, outline of this chapter. Um, I'll just go through that for I mean, just like a rough idea of what this chapter is all about. Um, let's give me some time.
I don't know how big the font will be here. Um, it will be small like what you are seeing now. So this is the, I am sorry it is a little small and I can't really make it bigger than this. If I have to make it bigger, I can only do it one way which is, no, but the size of the font is not changing. Okay, so total verse count of this chapter 235 verses. 235 verses. Uh, the first verse is chapter specific invocation, which is specific for this chapter. Every time Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami does that. The first verse is always a Sanskrit verse composed by him that kind of lays the introduction to the whole chapter or kind of summarizes the chapter. And um, second is a general invocation. Um, which is Jaya Jaya Sri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda and then 3 to 6 is brief introduction of Lord Nityananda and 7th verse is the Adalila 1.7 the primary verse and 8 to 12 is the introduction of the to explanation of the the 7th verse and it is explained by these 4 verses as you can see the yellow color are the main verses the, out of the first 14 verses of Chaitanya Charitamrita the principal verses so these are the five. So the four subsequent eight, nine, ten, eleven are actually describing the seventh verse in more detail. So that's why it's indented inside. So thirteenth verse is the eighth verse of the original first chapter, and fourteenth through forty-nine is the explanation of the eighth verse, and fiftieth is the ninth verse, and fifty-one to ninety-two the explanation of the ninth verse. 93 is the 10th verse, 94 to 108 is the expansion of the 10th verse, 109 is the 11th verse and 110 to 125 is the expansion of explanation of the 11th verse. Now all these put together is the explanation that means from 8 all the way through 111 is the explanation of the 7th verse which includes the other 4 verses also. Okay? After that there is another uh, segment 126 to 132 as you can see why Lord Nityananda is sometimes equated to Lord Ananta you know? and 158 to 178 the Minketan Ramda story and Krishnadas Kavaraj brothers downfall 133 hmm? well something somewhere is not right oh it should have been up okay wait a second let's see if we can do that um well, okay actually the order is wrong first it should be 133 to 157 lord nityananda is the servitor godhead and then there is the lord i mean 158 to 178 the main ketan ramda story and then 179 to 199 this krishnadas kaviraj goswami goes to vrindavan upon lord nityananda's order in his dream and then 200 to 204 prayers to nityananda and the vaishnavas 205 to 11, Krishnadas Kavaraj Goswami's humility and glorification of Lord Nityananda's mercy. 20, 212 to 226, description of the deities of Vrindavan Dham. Um, and 227 to 235 is his gratitude to Lord Nityananda and the Vaishnavas. So in that way, in that, way that is the brief overview of the entire chapter. 
and let's come back to this um, so as you can see this is the eighth verse description uh, i think this is the eighth verse and we are reading like that i think we will do it another probably half an hour and we'll stop it for today yeah <coughs> प्रकृतिर्पारपरव्योम ना धाम कृष्ण विग्रह जय छे विभूतियादिगुणवान कृष्ण विग्रह जय छे भूत विभूतियादिगुणवान बियॉन्ड मेटीरियल नेचर लाइज द रियाम नोन एज परव्योमा द स्पिरिचुअल स्काय द स्पिरिचुअल स्काय इज बियॉन्ड ऑल द यूनिवर्सेस बियॉन्ड द कवरिंग्स ऑफ द यूनिवर्स Like Lord Krishna himself, it possesses all transcendental attributes, such as the six opulences. He is explained in the, I mean, briefly mentioned in the Bhagavad Gita, chapter fourteen, text twenty-seven. ब्रह्मणो हि प्रतिष्ठाहम् अमृतस्य व्ययस्य च शाश्वतस्य च धर्मस्य सुखस्य एकांतिकस्य च एंड आई एम द बेसिस ऑफ द इंपर्सनल ब्रह्मन व्हिच इज इमोर्टल इम्पेरिशेबल एंड इटर्नल एंड इज द कॉन्स्टिट्यूशनल पोजीशन ऑफ अल्टीमेट हैप्पीनेस सो दैट ब्रह्मज्योति इज डिस्क्राइब्ड हियर परव्योमा लाइक लॉर्ड कृष्णा हिमसेल्फ इट पोजेसेस ऑल ट्रांसेंडेंटल एट्रिब्यूट्स सच एज द सिक्स ऑपुलेंसेस नाउ परपोर्ट वाओ Wow! See, with these kind of long purports, we can't go many verses. You see, because when there are big purports, we should understand that the verse is important. According to Sankhya philosophy, the material cosmos is compo- composed of twenty-four elements. What are they? The five gross material elements, the three subtle material elements, which are eight in number already, the five knowledge-acquiring senses. So eight plus five, thirteen. The five active senses, thirteen plus five, eighteen. The five objects of sense pleasure, twenty-three, and the mahatattva, twenty-four. The total material energy. Empiric philosophers, unable to go beyond these elements, speculate that anything beyond them must be avyakta or inexplicable. But the world beyond the twenty-four elements is not inexplicable, for it is explained in the Bhagavad Gita as the eternal Sanatan nature. Beyond the manifested and unmanifested existence of material nature, vyakta vyakta is the sanatan nature, which is called the paravyoma, or the spiritual sky. So, where is it stated in the Bhagavad Gita that beyond this material manifested nature is the spiritual sky and the spiritual world? परस्तस्मात्वो व्यक्तो व्यक्ता सनातन यु भूतेषु नश्यत्सु नश्यत्सु न विनश्यति यद देर इज एन अदर अनमेनिफेस्ट नेचर व्हिच इज इटर्नल एंड इज ट्रांसेंडेंटल टू दिस मैनिफेस्टेड एंड अनमेनिफेस्टेड मैटर इट इज सुप्रीम एंड इज नेवर एनाइलेटेड व्हेन ऑल इन दिस वर्ल्ड इज एनाइलेटेड दैट पार्ट रिमेन्स एज इट इज सेम दैट इज द परव्योम स्पिरिचुअल स्काय So this is the verse that Prabhupada is referring to in the purport. So whenever Sri Prabhupada mentions like this in the Bhagavad Gita, he is explaining that Sanatan. We should know. We should know where in the Bhagavad Gita. What is actually is. Uh, so this is the verse eight dot twenty of Bhagavad Gita. 
beyond the manifested and unmanifested existence of material nature, vyakta, vyakta, is the sanatana nature which is called the paravyoma of the spiritual sky. Since that nature is spiritual in quality, there are no qualitative differences there. Everything there is spiritual, everything is good and everything possesses the spiritual form of Shri Krishna himself. That spiritual sky is the manifested internal potency of Shri Krishna. It is distinct from the material sky manifested by his external potency. So his internal shakti, antaranga shakti and bahiranga shakti or yoga maya and maha maya like that. The yoga maya deals with the entire spiritual existence and maha maya deals with the entire material existence. Now, um, yoga maya has the sandhini shakti which is existential potency. Now, here we, we learn that Mahasankarshan is the one who is maintaining the entire spiritual world. So, is it Mahasankarshan or is it uh, Sandhini Shakti? Well, Mahasankarshan using Sandhini Shakti maintains. Just like this material world, Mahavishnu maintains through the agency of Maya. So, like that. So, there is no contradiction in, the, in that. So, the Mahasankarshan is the Shakti Man the energetic who possesses all energies who possesses all the six opulences and the sandhini shakti which is the existential potency is one of the six opulences of mahasankarshan so there is no contradiction the all pervading brahman composed of the impersonal glowing rays of shri krishna exists in the spiritual world with the, with the vaikuntha planets we can get some idea of the spiritual sky by a comparison to the material sky for the rays of the sun in the material sky can be compared to the Brahma Jyoti, the glowing rays of the personality of Godhead. In the Brahma Jyoti, there are unlimited Vaikuntha planets which are spiritual and therefore self-luminous. See, all the Vaikuntha planets are self-luminous with a glow many times greater than that of the sun. How many times greater than that of the sun? Many means? Same. Just to get an idea, Bhagavad Gita 11.12 When Arjuna saw the universal form, this was some of the description. Divi Surya Sahasrasya Bhaved Yuga Padutthita Yadi Bhaha Sadrishi Sasyad Bhasastasya Mahatmanaha If hundreds of thousands of suns were to rise at once into the sky, their radiance might resemble the effulgence of the Supreme Person in that universal form. See, what Arjuna saw was indescribable, yet Sanjay is trying to give a mental picture of that great revelation to Dhritarashtra. See, that many suns. To each Vaikuntha, so luminous, that it's each, each of them is more brighter than millions of suns in this material world. Each of them. The personality of Godhead Shri Krishna, his innumerable planetary portions and the portions of his planetary portions dominate each Vaikuntha planet. In the highest region of the spiritual sky is the planet called Krishna Loka, which has three divisions namely Dwarka, Mathura, and Goloka or Gokula. To a gross materialist, this kingdom of God, Vaikuntha, is certainly a mystery. But to an ignorant man, everything is a mystery for want of sufficient knowledge. The kingdom of God is not a myth. You know, especially even so-called Hindus, who are supposed to know something about Sanatana Dharma, 
they themselves call it mythology or mythology they classify it as myth why why we don't have any uh, respect for our own i mean uh, great great sages they wrote some myths some fairy tales why these are historical facts they are not mythology they are rascal nonsense word that is what is mythology is this this uh, um, batman crazy man what, what spider man ant man uh, these are mythology these are myth they don't exist fiction other word for mythology fiction so you mean this great vyasadev sat down and wrote fiction books story books like jk rowling is that so ah this harry potter that is mythology that is myth they don't exist they are fiction so vyasadev and the great sages they did not write to sit down and write fiction fiction stories no there no reason to do this they were describing the transcendental historical um, descriptions of the lord and his pastimes with the devotees hmm. it's two different things their history not mystery or mythology <coughs> but for the rascal the history will remain a mystery hmm. especially this vedic history and they call it mythology or whatever they want to call it because if they say fiction it is too uh, too uh, disrespectful so they were they use another word which is basically meaning the same nonsense thing fiction mythology means what huh just a myth a, st- a collection of myths in a book uh, myth means what fiction to say say it in a different way so <clears throat> so we should not use that word at all if an, and if anybody uses it please correct them please correct them because this is nonsense we should have a campaign like please stop this nonsense word mythology um even the material planets uh, reading on the kingdom of god is not a myth even the material planets which float over our heads in the millions and billions are still a mystery to the ignorant material scientists are now attempting to penetrate this mystery and a day may come when the people of this earth will be able to travel in outer space and see the variegatedness of these millions of planets with their own eyes in every planet there is as much material variegatedness as we find in our own planet <laughs> now <clears throat> now you may think wow prabhupada is saying that a day may come when people of this earth will be able to travel in outer space and see the variegatedness of these millions of planets with their own eyes Oh wow what a prediction this is but you know what this means to come to that stage they have to accept the vedic method and one day yes in satya yuga after kali yuga is finished satya yuga people will be freely able to travel it will come the stage will come but uh, not with this uh, space suit and all this thing they cannot see anything in any planet in fact you see wherever they're going oh life earth is full of life but all the other planets maybe there is life maybe there is not life or oh, mars we can't live really moon we can't live really you know they they actually moon is full of life mars is full of life. every single planet is as full of life as the earth okay but these people cannot see it cannot see properly they very defective eyes they have hmm so if they actually come to a point where they can actually see everything they can be able to travel and see that is only possible by the proper yogic method like narad muni he travels every planet wherever he wants he is already a spaceman he is traveling everywhere and he is not only just traveling and collecting rocks and stones and collecting putting in laboratory and seeing how these stones no 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 he is going there and preaching 
people making people krishna conscious hmm. because he knows i mean what is so different from this planet on the Ma- or the mars and sun or what, what is yeah maybe the temperature is greater temperature this physical i mean differences will be there but the same nonsense problems are there on every single planet in the material world abrahma bhuvana loka punaravartin arjuna from the brahma loka down to the patal all are places of misery wherein repeated birth and death take place మాముపేతుకౌంతే పునర్జన్మన విద్యతే భగవద్గీత ఎయిట్ డాట్ సిక్స్టీన్ దోస్ హూ కమ్ టు మీ కృష్ణ సేస్ దే డోంట్ టేక్ అనదర్ బర్త్ బట్ ఎవ్రీబడి ఇన్ దిస్ మెటీరియల్ వరల్డ్ ఫ్రమ్ ద బ్రహ్మలోక డౌన్ టు ద పాతాల ఎవ్రీబడి ఈస్ గోయింగ్ టు టేక్ రీ బర్త్ సో సేమ్ ప్రాబ్లమ్స్ జన్మ మృత్యు జర వ్యాధి దుఃఖ దోషాను దర్శనం ఈస్ దేర్ ఇన్ ఎవ్రీ సింగిల్ ప్లానెట్ సో ద ప్యూర్ డివోటీస్ దే హ్యావ్ ద పవర్ టు ట్రావెల్ బట్ హీస్ నాట్ Oh, I can travel everywhere. Let me see this place. That means that place. Let me see. He's not, he's, he's not wasting his time like that. Similarly, sometimes when we go to other countries, you know, some Russia or some Europe. Hey, Prabhu, you went to Europe? You went to London? How was London? How was good? Good. Did you see that? Uh, what is the clock tower or something? Actually, we did see the clock tower. You know how? When we were passing by on the road, there was a clock tower and that's it. <laughs> that much we saw from far. Hmm? but not that we went there and saw and you know took some pictures with river thames or whatever no nothing we just went there to preach yeah uh, no we don't go for some uh, sightseeing no no not required because what is there sightseeing what sight yeah <clears throat> in fact instead of going sightseeing the devotees actually give sight to the non-devotees there's a nice verse about that they enable others to see first of all um let me go to that verse shrimad bhagavatam 11th canto uh, 26 maybe 30 what is 30 yes you see santo dishanti chakshunsi bahirarkah samuthitah devata bandhavah santah santa atma hamevacha my devotee is best out divine eyes whereas the sun allows only external sight you see the devotees don't go sight seeing they give the sight to the people who they preach to and enable them to see that sight seeing they will do <laughs> enable them to sight i mean the sea enable people to see so my devotee is best out divine eyes whereas the sun only allows external sight and that only when it is risen in the sky my devotees are one's real worshipable deities and real family and they are one's own self and ultimately they are non different from me and another place is there uh, 10 8 4 mahad vicharanam nrinam grihinam dina cheta samnishreyasaya bhagavan kalpatena anyatha kvachit Oh my lord oh great devotee persons like you move from one place to another not for their own interests but for the sake of poor hearted grihasthas householders otherwise they have no interest in going from one place to another <coughs> so this is the position of preachers hmm material scientists are now attempting to penetrate this mystery and a day may come when the people of this earth will be able to travel in outer space and see the variegatedness of these millions of planets with their own eyes 
In every planet, there is as much material variegatedness as we find in our own planet. This planet Earth is but an insignificant spot in the cosmic structure. Yet foolish men, puffed up by a false sense of scientific advancement, have concentrated their energy in the pursuit of so-called economic development on this planet, not knowing of the variegated economic facilities available on other planets. According to modern astronomy, the gravity of the moon is different from that of Earth. Um, therefore, one who goes to the moon will be able to pick up large weights and jump vast distances. In the Ramayana, Hanuman is described as being able to lift huge weights as heavy as hills and jump over the ocean. Modern astronomy has confirmed that this is indeed possible. You see how Prabhupada is linking. You know, pure devotee knows how to explain things. You know, you should learn. <coughs> if suppose like, the modern astronomy, I mean, how much ever they are right or wrong, whatever. If the gravity is different, how much it, how much effort it takes to uh, lift one kg. Uh, if it's uh, the gravity is lesser, then you can lift uh, like moon is say one sixth of the earth gravity, right? So six kgs you can lift with the same energy as one one kg on the earth. Anyway, that's not exactly how it works. The modern astronomy has defects in their explanation, but you see the different capabilities of different people, different creatures. Like Hanuman, he you know gave an example. Of course, that was on the earth only. Again, right? <clears throat> but in other planets this is sometimes possible you see oh, Krishna hmm. the disease of the modern civilized man is his disbelief of everything in the revealed scriptures this is the problem and you know who has the biggest problem with this Indians so called Hindus they are the ones who are have no belief in this system in this in this revealed scriptures Biggest problem is them, not anybody else. Them and themselves. Um, they don't have any idea about the real scriptures. And they think, oh, modern science is better. Our science is far greater than their science. Um, faithless non-believers cannot make progress in spiritual realization for they cannot understand the spiritual potency. The small fruit of a banyan contains hundreds of seeds and in each seed is the potency to produce another banyan tree which is with the potency to produce millions more of such fruits. This law of nature is visible before us, although how it works is beyond our understanding. Everywhere it is happening already. The example is perfectly given. One small fruit of banyan, banyan produces very small, small fruits, and each fruit there are thousands of seeds, hundreds of seeds. And each of those seeds has have the power to become another banyan tree with millions of such small fruits, each fruit with hundreds of such seeds so basically in one seed is the potency of unlimited number of banyan trees in one seed you see the potency small seed and banyan trees are very huge so in one seed there is such potency hmm. this law of nature visible before us Although how it works is beyond our understanding. This is but an insignificant example of the potency of Godhead and there are similar such pheno similar phenomena that no scientist can explain. Now, um, <laughs> contrast this with the kind of creation that material scientists do. To produce... Uh, 
one car for example let's take a car they have a huge factory with so many people working and everything everything and then finally what what is produced one car and similar such cars and the weight of material that is inputted into the machine and the weight that comes out is the same this much metal goes in and that much metal is used for the car and plastic or whatever whatever so that much weight but here you have a creative process a factory which is just a seed and that seed there's a potency of millions of banyan trees now just study these two creative processes now this engineer on the, the material engineer and the god who is a supreme engineer the way the engineer thinks is totally different one seed has the power of so many um we don't have like one car producing million other cars <clears throat> and each car producing more and more cars no one factory is producing many cars now here the seed is becoming a tree and that tree is causing more fruits and fruits more seeds and those seeds again so the creation itself is becoming a seed of this next round of creation and then the next round so that kind of thing we haven't seen you see the difference so in this way we have to contemplate on how great the lord is everything in fact so reading on from the purport everything in fact is inconceivable for the truth is revealed only to the proper persons although there are varieties of personalities from brahma down to the insignificant ant all of whom are living beings their development of knowledge is different therefore we have to gather knowledge from the right source indeed in reality we can get knowledge only from the vedic sources the four vedas with their supplementary puranas the mahabharat the ramayan and their corollaries which are known as smritis are all authorized sources of knowledge if we are at all to gather knowledge we must gather it from these sources without hesitation other sources which all these scientists come up with and you know, they are imperfect they have no full answers for everything they can explain a small portion of the cosmic manifestation very very small to a certain degree with their theories with their whatever but to understand the entire thing we need and that is also a very skewed perspective they have without krishna without the understanding of god who is the engineer behind this whole thing you cannot understand everything and you cannot understand the purpose of the creation also um like for example we have we are born into this world now the scientists can explain things like how we were born when we were born where we were born to whom we were born um what else why where how when but why why we were born they have no answer it's just a chance by chance you came what kind of nonsense explanation is this there is so much order huh and then we are random random creatures here what is this huh brainless brainless theories you know complete nonsense idiots coming coming up with the theories and we are learning those in the textbooks some big bang happened some explosion happened and everything got created so why 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 uh, terrorists should be punished they are exploding exploding some bombs and then creation will happen no let's be more creative people we need more creative people we'll destroy 
how can creation come from destruction come on you have some sense you know the scientists and then we are learning in school oh big bang theory <laughs> and we have to write exam big bang theory this is so called education <coughs> so uh, although there are varieties of personalities from brahma down to the, okay we have read all this um uh, if we are at all to gather knowledge we must gather it from these sources without hesitation Uh, so therefore we have to study our scriptures i was supposed to go to university but i did not i, I, cho- I chose this path why this is far more knowledgeable come on i'm what on what i'm going to study in the university where there is more than what is here and nothing i mean whatever university education is zero compared to what i'm learning here you know the kind of education that is here scientific sociology biology chemistry whatever you want apart from even spirituality Spirituality. of course everything is spiritual because even though we are studying material things like here it is all planets and whatever but all everything is connected to mahasankarshan balram so that connection with god is there and we have to know that it is connected with god if we just study this independently without its real cause god we are connecting it in uh, i mean we are trying to know it in isolation of its real purpose we will never understand the purpose like that so this is the only perfect we our here what we are learning in this books is the better than any university in the whole world a challenge our open challenge to anybody nobody can have this much knowledge as what we do <coughs> reveal knowledge may be may in the beginning be unbelievable because of our paradoxical desire to verify everything with our tiny brains but the speculative means of attaining knowledge is always imperfect beautiful sentence of a woman let's read that again you know revealed knowledge may in the beginning be unbelievable because of our paradoxical desire to verify everything with our tiny brains but the speculative means of attaining knowledge is always imperfect we want to or oh, seeing is believing why do you want to verify what you are hearing with your seeing is seeing can't we can't know the origin of the universe without seeing now we don't know <clears throat> so reveal knowledge in the beginning may be unbelievable because we are accustomed to think in this way oh everything should be uh, within our experience everything that is beyond our experience oh that is that is not science so therefore in that may in that sense so my father i don't know i cannot with all my senses i cannot um, you know say that this is my father i have to hear my mother's word is that also it is not science just because i cannot uh, verify hmm? so that is the thing science means what is truth whether i am able to verify or not with my with my imperfect senses that is immaterial of course there is this danger that oh seeing is um, defective we are saying so just hear blindly no we are not saying hear blindly because there are many people who will talk nonsense we can't hear from them hear from authoritative sources from krishna bhagavad gita is what sri bhagavan uvacha and those pure devotees who have become pure by surrendering to krishna their words are pure and krishna's words so that proper channel from that we should receive our knowledge <clears throat> the perfect knowledge propounded in the revealed scriptures is confirmed by the 
great acharyas who have left ample commentations upon them none of these acharyas have dis has disbelieved in the shastras one who disbelieves in the shastras is an atheist and we should not consult an atheist however great he may be a staunch believer in the shastras with all their diversities is the right person from whom a staunch believer in the shastras with all their diversities is the right person from whom to gather real knowledge such knowledge may seem inconceivable in the beginning but when put forward by the proper authority its meaning is revealed and then one no longer has any doubts about it this is so true hmm. in the beginning it is impossible to understand but when we receive it and well, you know from the proper authority the spiritual master in other words its meaning is revealed and then after hearing everything and uh, then yes it all makes sense now sarvaga ananta vibhu vaikunthadi dham krishna krishna avatarer tahai vishram that vaikuntha region is all pervading infinite and supreme it is the residence of lord krishna and his incarnations i think you know what we will stop here we will read from here um in the next session of chaitanya charitamrita so i'll take any questions um and then we will end this session here let me just just give me a second here okay first question by krishiv chotai what's outside everything like literally everything what's outside then brahma jyoti brahma jyoti which is encompassing the entire material and spiritual world everything is there in the brahma jyoti you may say outside brahma jyoti right there's no such thing as outside <laughs> like it is like saying who is the father and mother of krishna there is nobody there is the meaning of god sarva karana karana means he is the father of everybody but what you say why vasudev devaki is there vasudev they are parents whom he chose okay okay you become my parents when he comes here he doesn't need them like narsimha he came he did what narsimha one lion and one man is his father is eh? father and mother please he came from a pillar not from one man and one lioness not like this so he doesn't need anything he can come from anywhere as varaha he came from the nostril of brahma he can come from anywhere um he's not he's not that even he comes he comes from anywhere he is everywhere so he can appear from wherever he wants but when devotees want to serve him as parents yes he will accept them as parents <coughs> so outside of everything is krishna himself there's a beautiful verse in the mukundamala stotra you know uh, 43rd verse of the mukundamala stotra krishno rakshatu no jagatra yuguru krishnam namadvam sada krishnena kila shatravo vinihata krishnaya tasmai namah krishnadeva samutthitam jagaditam krishnasya dasosmyaham कृष्णे तिष्ठति विश्वमेतदखिलं हे कृष्ण रक्षस्व मां 
कृष्णे तिष्ठति विश्व में तदखिलम दिस एंटायर यूनिवर्स रेस्ट विद इन कृष्णा सो एवरीथिंग इज विद इन कृष्णा कृष्णा इज द आउट साइड ऑफ एवरीथिंग अंतर बहिरवस्थित इवन नरसिंह सॉन्ग वॉट इज दैट इतो नरसिंह परतो नरसिंह यतो यतो यामी ततो नरसिंह बहिर नरसिंह हृदय नरसिंह सो हाउट साइड इज ही इन साइड इज ही एवरीवेर ही इज सो दैट इज दैट my mom is going to do satyanarayan katha what we must do please let me know asap because it's on monday we don't follow this thing usually the satyanarayan katha is used for uh, do, you know so that we may get some material prosperity karma kanda thing you know we want some oh so that there will be some blessing so that we can have some pro- prosperity and all this this is not our thing what to do if you ask me my sincere advice my honest advice You just forget about the whole thing. Read Bhagavad Gita, Bhagavatam, Chan Hare Krishna. It is much, much greater than Satyanarayan Katha and all that. Okay? Just follow the spiritual master, Srila Prabhupada. That is greater than any other uh, so-called karma kanda activity. Everything put together. Hmm? Wake up for Mangala Arati and just follow the principles, I mean the process laid down by Prabhupada. You see... भगवदीताइट simply by performing devotional service he attains all these and at the end he reaches the supreme eternal abode what can be more higher than reaching the supreme eternal abode of the lord nothing i mean so you are getting that with this process if you think that's why the eighth offense of chanting hari krishna is to equate the chanting with um, you know vedic ritualistic processes of karma kanda which are just meant to take us to heavenly planets and that kind of things or some prosperity in this life Hare Krishna chanting is far far beyond far far beyond this so you are already doing the highest why you want to do something lower you chant hare krishna that's it as simple as it is this is the most auspicious thing in the entire universe we don't require any other ritual our ritual is the same every day listen तस्मा संकर्तन विष्णुर्जगन्मंगलमसा महता कौरव्य विध्यकांतिकृत शुभदेव गोस्वामी कंटिन्यू माइ डिय किंग चाटिंग ऑफ द होली नेम ऑफ द लॉर्ड इज एबल टू अप्रूव इवन द रियाशन ऑफ द ग्रेटेस्ट सिंस फॉर द चाटिंग ऑफ द संकर्तन मूवमेंट इज द मोस्ट ऑस्पिशियस एक्टिविटी इन द एंटायर यूनिवर्स प्लीज ट्राई टू अंडरस्टैंड दिस सो दर अदर्स विल टेक इट सीरियसली दैट मोस्ट ऑस्पिशियस एक्टिविटी इन द एंटायर यूनिवर्स नाम संकर्तन यप प्रणाशनम प्रणामो दुख शमन तम नमा हरिपरम भागवत ट्वेल्व थर्टीन ट्वेंटी थ्री लास्ट वर्स ऑफ भागवत 
I offer my respectful obeisances unto the Supreme Lord Hari. The congregational chanting of whose holy names destroys all sinful reactions and offering obeisances to unto whom relieves all material suffering. So many verses, of course, about the chanting of the holy name. We'll do one more from the Mukundamala Stotra. Shatru Chedaikamantram Sakalamupanishad Vakya Sampuja Mantram Samsaro Cheda Mantram Samuchita Tamasaha Sanghaniriyana Mantram Sarvaishwaryaika Mantram Vyasana Bhujaka Sandashta Santrana Mantram Jihve Shri Krishna Mantram Japa Japa Satatam Janmasaphalya Mantram O tongue, please constantly chant the mantra composed of Shri Krishna's names. This is the only mantra for destroying all enemies. The mantra worshipped by every word of the Upanishads. The mantra that uproots samsara. The mantra that drives away all the darkness of ignorance. The mantra for attaining infinite opulence. The mantra for curing those bitten by the poisonous snake of worldly distress. And the mantra for making one's birth in this world successful. Next. Ajanya Mataji is saying, We are using chapels for protecting feet and umbrella is used when raining or under hot sun. What is the use of these things for Lord? Decoration. Like we are eating because we have hunger. Why the Lord eats food? You see those uh, paintings when he eats all with all his cowherd friends in the forest. Why he eats? He's hungry? No. Chapan Bhog, like Jagannath, 56 items going, 56 offerings going. The Lord is eating. You put a thousand offerings, fifty-six thousand, fifty million offerings also, you will eat, continue eating. You will not stop. Hmm. He is not, he has no, uh, <laughs> he's not hungry. So the thing is here, we need those things, we depend on those things. That's why we should not calculate the Lord according to our, uh, our understanding. Oh, because I am hungry, therefore I need food. Or because I need protection for my feet, I wear slippers. The Lord doesn't, if the Lord doesn't need protection, why he needs slippers? So, these are not necessaries of the Lord, these are decorations for the Lord. Hmm. And the beauty is that the decorations become decorated because of the Lord, not that the Lord becomes decorated with the decorations. Do you understand? That means usually when people put decoration, then they become beautiful. You know, they, they look better, look beautiful. Uh, when they make up or you know put some jewelry and all that but in the lord's case the jewelry becomes better by being on the lord's body the lord is the decoration there is a nice verse in the mukundamala stotra again just before this 30 bhakta paya bhujanga garuda manis trilokya rakshamaner gopi lochana chatakambudamani Saundariya mudramani Yaha kantamani rukmini ghanakucha Dvandvaika bhushamani Shreyo deva shikhamani rdishatuno Gopala chudamani Now this, if you notice, this whole word has so many money, money, money. Money means what? A jewel. Money, 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 money. 
money 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 i think eight times in this verse money so the lord is a jewel for all this what is that he is the jewel riding on the back of garuda so garuda is glorified because lord is sitting on the otherwise garuda has no importance now because the lord is sitting ah just like kurukshetra war there are so many wars in the history there are millions of wars that happened why kurukshetra everybody is you know so important because krishna was there when he is there ah anything that is otherwise unimportant will become important Huh? Um, just like if a a place where there is a diamond kept, it requires so much security. Why the place? You may say, why this building has so much security? The building is why this building is so important that it needs so much security. Building is important because there was a diamond inside. The building has got. Otherwise, it's this this building and the other building beside building will look the same. Uh, the same concrete, the same bricks. Why this building has so much? Uh, security that building has no security everybody can go inside why because of diamond inside in this building so the diamond gives importance to the building also it is important and building also becomes important just because of connected with diamond so there similarly everything connected with the lord just like devotees like prabhupad said uh, everybody became bright faced and uh, when the americans they were all hippies he made them into devotees and the christian priest they he uh, commanded prabhupad he said wow these boys and girls they are our boys our ch- our our kids and now they are with you they, when they were uh, you know before they were never cared about god but now they are mad after god and their faces are very bright now why krishna is the jewel that made their faces bright not that krishna becomes bright by putting on you know the jewels become brighter by on by being on krishna's face so he is the jewel riding on the back of garuda who carries away the lord's devotees on his wings he is the magic jewel protecting the three worlds the jewel like cloud attracting the chataka bird eyes of the gopis and the jewel among all who gesture gracefully he is the only jewel ornament on the ample breasts of queen rukmini who is herself the jewel of beloved consorts may that crown jewel of all gods the best of the cowherds grant us a supreme benediction so <clears throat> virendra okay okay before we answer this question <laughs> i had a similar question many years ago um there is a verse which says that the gopis in the spiritual world are always cleaning uh, the the floor of the spiritual world they're always keeping everything very spick and span so i asked the question to sunugopal prabhu why actually why need why we do we need to clean the spiritual world here there is dust but in the spiritual world even the dust is also the the i mean living entities and they're also all so he said no this is service whether there is dust or not just like fanning like uh, what is the daruka he fans the lord you mean the lord cannot make his wind the whole wind the air is moving under his direction right you just you see this verse three 25 42 i guess 
मद्भयाद्वाति वातोयम सूर्यस्तपति मद्भयात वर्षतींद्रो दृत्युश्चरति मद्भयात इट इज बिकॉज ऑफ माई सुप्रीमसी द विंड ब्लोज आउट ऑफ फ्यर ऑफ मी वायु भगवान इज मूविंग अंडर फ्यर ऑफ कृष्णा नाउ इफ यू वॉन्ट्स ब्रीज ही कैन जस्ट हिज ओन विल ही कैन मेक ब्रीज कम टू हिम राइट वाई समबडी मस्त दारू कम अंड देर एंड फैन एंड मे बी इज हैंड पेन वाई ऑफकोर्स दारू कज हैंड पेन बिकॉज इज इटर्नल सर्विटर यू विल नाव गेट टायर्ड बट इट इज सर्विस द थिंग इज वी कैनॉट कैलकुलेट कृष्णा लाइक अस वी नीड एवरीथिंग फॉर आवर सब्सिस्टेंस द लॉर्ड डजन नीड वेन कृष्णा सेज पत्रम पुष्पम फलम तोयम गिव मी वन फ्रूट लीव वॉटर a flower he is not a beggar a beggar asks for one fruit but please give me one coin or something because he he needs that otherwise he will going to die of starvation lord is asking similarly one fruit one flower is beggar or what no he is asking for our devotion why he doesn't need the devotion it's not that he has, does not have enough devotees in the spiritual world lakshmi sahasra shat sambhrama sevyamanam there are lakshmis in the spiritual world millions of them serving him such food that no not even a single person in this material world can create and radharani cooks for him dishes never repeating i means if she cooks one item she will never repeat that item again that much variety she is cooking he needs our flu- our fruit our uh, uncooked fruit and you know what uh, flour and water what is the point why does he need no need uh, is for our benefit so like that you have to understand he does not operate on the principle of necessity but he operates on the principle of his free will whatever he wants if he wants slippers he will if without slippers he can still go like he was going to the cowherd pastures without slippers hmm like that virendra next question radharani is the internal potency of krishna and lord balaram is the first expansion of krishna or is non different from krishna is there a question or a statement i think it's a statement so ignore it it's true correct bro <laughs> then uh, next dhiraj how to get blessings and mercy of lord nitananda prabhu for our elevation in krishna consciousness so nityananda is the original guru balaram and our spiritual master or any spiritual master is the expansion of lord nityananda so by serving our spiritual master to the letter we will get the mercy of lord nityananda prabhu so we have to follow the instructions given by shri prabhupada Virendra at the end of cosmic devastation fiery flames emanate from the unlimited serpent mouths of ananta sesh which annihilates the material universes so what is it is there a question even mm. ajanya mataji is saying studying shlokas and remembering may help i don't know how it is working Can you please explain that to Prabhu? When we remember shlokas, how we will get mercy of Chaitanya and Nityananda Prabhu? Is it really we remembering our relationship with them from unconscious mind, 
when we study and remember the shlokas. I don't know what kind of question is that, but when you remember the shlokas, then you remember the truth that is explained in those shlokas. Otherwise, how are you going to remember the truth? How are you going to remember the philosophy that is explained in that shloka? Whatever descri- what is it? Whatever is described in the shloka is a subject matter for remembrance. You cannot remember the English of it. For some reason, the Sanskrit is what makes us remember very well. If you now all these verses, right? You try to remember only the English without the Sanskrit. Very very challenging. And where exactly, which number, and what it means, and when you know the Sanskrit, then you know, it's much easier to remember. Much easier. And when you use that word, you know exactly what it means. So uh, it's basically to remember. See all these things. You should remember. You should know that. Smartavya satatam vishnur vismartavyo najatu chit. So always remember Krishna and never forget him. So this learning of shlokas will help us remember Krishna and not forget him. That's why we should practice remembering shlokas. And also when we preach, when we present, we can't just speak out of our head some wild nonsense. So if I am saying something to somebody, if they ask you, how, why, how can you say like this? Where is the evidence? Ah, because Srila Prabhupada said this. Who cares for Srila Prabhupada? Especially an outsider. Who cares? They don't even know what Prabhupada what? So you must know where exactly this knowledge is coming from. Just like even the materialistic people, they will say, Albert Einstein in his research paper, this, this, is whatever. They will quote references. A lawyer quotes references. Scientists quote references. They always quote references. We should also similarly quote references. We should know our stuff. If we don't know the shlokas, we cannot know what was, what to speak and what, what what is even correct, what is wrong, we don't know. And when we follow like that, then we, when we try to understand, when we try to remember Krishna in this way, then yes, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Nithyana Prabhu, mercy will be there, of course. You know, when you're trying to serve them, then they will be, of course, be merciful. This is some, it is not correct. You see, not all persons can realize the truth and act accordingly. Krishna gave you the intelligence at proper time, which he did not give to others. Because he needs you with, without any contamination to preach his glories. Who told how he needs me? Who told? He doesn't need. That's what I'm saying. We don't, Krishna doesn't need us. If we do some service, it is good for us. And it's not that, oh, you know, no. Krishna, he, anybody who surrenders, he's, it's an open order. Krishna said, Sarva Dharman Parityajamamikam Sarambhari. It's an open order for everybody. It's our free will, whether we want to do it or not. Um. <clears throat> so, and uh, don't get this wrong. Krishna doesn't need any of us. Um. And I'm not a big preacher as well. I'm just, you know, just purifying myself here. I'm not a preacher or what. 
purifying myself. So, we all need to purify ourselves by engaging in Shravan Kirtan process. Next. <laughs> Vijay Sharma Prabhu is asking, Hare Krishna, you mentioned that one Vaikuntha planet is bigger than the entire material universes, but it is also mentioned that the entire material universes are one quarter of the spiritual world. So, how can this be? <coughs> So, that is just an estimation, uh, a small, you know, uh, see mathematically how to even describe these things. It is said that the, the size of each Vaikuntha planet is unlimited, first of all. It's unlimited size, first of all. And there are innumerable unlimited Vaikuntha planets. What is unlimited, first of all, and how can there be innumerable of unlimited? And how can there be a Golo Vrindavan which is um, bigger than all the unlimited, innumerable Vaikuntha planets put together? Inconceivable. It's just beyond our mathematical. We try to contain him with mathematics, but we can't. So even when the Divisurya Sahasrashaha, you know, like millions of suns, if they rise at once in the sky, uh, that is compared to the resemblance of the, I mean, the effulgence of the universal form. But that's not an adequate in the purport as we have seen. You see, it's it's just like a... So that we can understand, you know, we can grasp something at least, you know. <laughs> like, see in the purport. See, if hundreds of thousands of suns were to rise at once into the sky, their radiance might resemble the effulgence of the Supreme Person in that universal form. What Arjuna saw was indescribable. Actually, you see, this is the thing. It is indescribable, yet Sanjay is trying to give a mental picture. So, we have only our limited mind, you know, just like a frog in the well. To tell another frog, frog how big is the Pacific Ocean, if he's going to give a size of like, uh, maybe a billion of these wells, then it will get some idea, like a faint idea to that frog, okay, billion times of, the, times of this well. But actually, billion times of the well is nothing. Compared to the size of the, size of the Pacific, uh, still to get some something into our within our grasp. That's that's why these numbers are used. But actually, it's just one corner of the spiritual sky. This whole material world is there. So usually, it is ekpad vibhuti and tripad vibhuti, one fourth and three fourth. It is said like that. It can still be that, you know. It can still be that. At the same time. As I said, actually it is there. I mean, this Vaikuntha um, planet is bigger than all the material universes come. It's all, I've, I don't know exactly where. I've read all these things. So, I have to take from some purport somewhere. Or maybe even Chaitanya Charitamrita somewhere. So, so <laughs> inconceivable. You see, neither Sanjay nor Dhritarashtra was present, but Sanjay, by the grace of Vyasa, could see whatever happened. Thus, he now compares the situation as far as it can be understood to an imaginable phenomenon, that is, thousands of suns. So, an imaginable proportion is one fourth, three fourth. Okay, we can understand. Okay, there is a proportion. But how to understand that each each Vaikuntha planet is unlimited and there are innumerable unlimited planets and then Golagudan is greater than innumerable unlimited planets to put together? How does, it, how does that even work mathematically and in, in space and time? <laughs> and how Krishna put all the 
unlimited number of cows in Vrindavan, which is just like a very limited area. How? It's, uh, 84 square miles is the Mathura district. And uh, in that, he had innumerable cows. Nandamaraj himself had 900,000 cows. And he is the leader of the cowherd men. And there are so many other cowherd men who have many, many thousands of cows. And now Krishna had cows numbering in... No number. Okay, let's... let's. Mm, is it here? Um, Arbuda, cows, okay, let's see, oh, 21, okay, here you go, you see this, hmm, at Vrindavan, okay, we will actually go to them, see, at Vrindavan, the Lord, reading from the Chaitanya Charitamrita Madhilila 21.17 onwards, at Vrindavan, the Lord immediately created all material and spiritual planets in one moment. Indeed, all of them were created with their predominating deities also. We do not hear of such wonderful things anywhere else. Simply by one's hearing of those incidents, one's consciousness is agitated and cleansed. According to Sukadeva Goswami, Krishna had unlimited calves and cowherd boys with him. No one could count their actual number. Each of the cowherd boys was tending calves to the extent of a koti, arbuda, shankha and padma. That is the way of counting. All the cowherd boys, not only Krishna had unlimited calves, all the cowherd boys have had unlimited calves. Okay, let's see the numbering. According to Vedic mathematical calculations, the following enumeration system is used. Units, tens, hundreds, tens is dasha, hundred shata, thousand sahasra, ten thousands ayuta, and hundred thousands laksha. Ten times laksha is niyuta, ten times niyuta is koti or one crore. 10 million. 10 times Koti is Arbuda. 10 times Arbuda is Vrinda. 10 times Vrinda is Kharva. 10 times Kharva is Nikharva. 10 times Nikharva is Shankha. 10 times Shankha is Padma. And 10 times Padma is Sagara. 10 times Sagara is Antya, uh, Antya. And 10 times Antya is Madhya. And 10 times Madhya is Parardha. Each item is 10 times greater than the previous one. Thus, all the cowherd boys who were companions of Krishna had many calves to take care of. We are talking about unlimited numbers. Okay. How did he fit all these in the limited district of Mathura, this, this Vrindavan? They cannot be limited by writing about them. You see, all the cowherd boys had unlimited calves. Similarly, the canes, flutes, lotus flowers, horns, garments and un ornaments were all unlimited. They cannot be limited by writing about them. So again, this is... Although they are said one fourth, three fourth, and all, we cannot... We should not try to understand it with our understanding of one fourth and three fourth. In that one fourth, like Vrindavan, you see, it is said just now that verse. In Vrindavan, he created all the material and spiritual worlds. The 100% of the, the 1 fourth and 3 fourth is put together 100%, right? 25 and 75%. All that 100% is within the Vrindavan of our earth. In the, in the, what is that? Near Delhi. He put everything. How? Inconceivable. The Lord can do anything. Next. Can you explain, does Sesha Ananta support all the material planets on his hoods? It is said actually, um, in the same chapter, in this same chapter it is said, that he does not even feel the weight of the planets, of the universes. Um, 
Hmm. You see, this same chapter, chapter 5, text 117. The same Lord Vishnu, that same Lord Vishnu in the form of Lord Shesha holds the planets upon his heads, although he does not know where they are, for he cannot feel their existence upon his heads. All the planets, he holds them on his hoods. <laughs> he cannot even feel it. This is Sesha. Hmm. I think um, we'll stop that here. Alright, thank you very much. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu ki jai. Nityananda Ram ki jai. Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami ki jai. Ananta Kodi Vaishnava Rindh ki jai. Shri Prabhupada ki jai. Nitai Gaur Premanande. Hari Hari Bol. Hare Krishna.